740 at DWS. Dave Gentry, Elizabeth Hess, and Jim Bohannon joins us this morning. Jim, how are you? Hey, Dave, Elizabeth, good morning. Doing well, thank you. Well, glad to have you with us once again, and uh, wanted to get a reading from you. I know you're, uh, you lean a little to the right. Would that be safe to say? Oh, I suppose it would be. <laughs> I like to think that the country drifted left and I stayed the same. But well, okay. I'll buy that. That might be. Uh, how's uh, President Trump wearing on you recently? Well, I was never uh, a Trump person per se, except uh, in the time period when it was obvious that he was all that would prevent the Democrats from taking over the Oval Office. So from that period, uh, roughly before the Republican convention until the election, I uh, supported Donald Trump in that context. But I certainly recognize his personal shortcomings, which are considerable. Uh, but nonetheless, I doubt there's a day that's gone by since November of uh, 2016 that I haven't said better than Hillary, better than Hillary, and sincerely so. And uh, tell me, this whole James Comey business right now, he's left to the uh, FBI, he's written a book, it's coming out next week. Yeah, well, I was looking through some of the excerpts the Associated Press put out here, in which uh, Comey refers to uh, the president as the ego-driven and about personal loyalty, and uh, uh, and on and on, which you know, it's pretty hard to argue with with uh, with that. I've uh, always felt that the president's Twitter account should be placed in a blind trust, uh, at least between the hours of three and six <laughs> in the morning. But uh, having said that, there there were a number of, of things that uh, were obvious cheap shots, like uh, the president's hands didn't seem to be all that small, and a few things of that nature, and uh, no accounting whatsoever for uh, letting uh, Hillary Clinton off for activity which uh, would have uh, sent me uh, busted uh, and uh, uh, with a dishonorable discharge to uh, to Fort Leavenworth to bust rocks. I was in the military, didn't have a security clearance like the Secretary of State, but it was above top secret. And if I'd done a tenth of what she did, I would have uh, certainly been uh, severely punished. But, of course, my name wasn't Clinton, so uh, he was bogus to the core on the uh, the Clinton investigation, and that no prosec- reasonable prosecutor would have found the basis to indict her. That's baloney. Why do you suppose right before the election he exposed a couple of times what was going on with Hillary Clinton and then at the last minute said, well, we're, we're not going to prosecute? What? I, for the life of me, cannot understand that. And, and I, uh, I've had arguments with uh, this uh, about this with Alan Dershowitz, the Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, who who basically feels that that uh, uh, the law has been used too much as a political weapon, with which I agree, it has. But that doesn't alter the fact that uh, just because you run for public office doesn't give you blanket immunity from criminal actions. And her behavior regarding her emails was criminal behavior. So, I mean, the president has been all over the map on this. Uh, he was all over the map on DACA. We're going to kick them all out. And then later he says... Uh, uh, the uh, dreamers have nothing to worry about from me. Uh, goodness knows I, I've long since given up on holding the president accountable to what he says because he simply isn't a very disciplined in his rhetoric. Yeah, he seems to change his mind frequently, as we're finding out with trade right now. Uh, uh, well, absolutely. I mean, he's been all over the map on, on trade and then, uh, and then back again. Uh, my personal thoughts on trade... Uh, would be that as a general rule, a general rule that free trade is a generally good idea and that uh, invoking uh, 
tariffs, uh, quotas, and other trade weapons just to preserve jobs probably turns out to be counterproductive. With the Chinese, there are two major exceptions to that general rule. Rule number one, national security. It is simply vital that the United States, for example, on the first two tariffs that the president proposed, uh, steel and aluminum, that we maintain the ability to produce such things. You can't farm them out, say, to the Chinese in a crisis. I'm sure the Chinese could make our M1 tanks cheaper, too, but you don't sublet that one either. And the second is that the Chinese, since they first left the paranoia of Mao Zedong, uh, were invited into the big boys club. Hey, China, we'd love to have you have a U.N. Security Council veto. Uh, join the World Trade Organization. And, of course, these are the rules, and they, China signed all the rules and then broke all the rules, everything from intellectual property theft to grabbing chunks of the South China Sea, uh, all the way up to currency manipulation and exporting their unemployment to this country. The Chinese have got to be taught that there is not one rule for the Chinese and another for the rest of the world. So on those two bases alone, uh, yes, dealing with with China, with uh, the tariffs and the, and the like, is, is very justified. People say that the president is starting a trade war. No, we've been in a trade war with China for decades. The president is finally responding to that trade war. Jim, Paul Ryan uh, resigning at the end of his, or not running for re-election, do you think that he sees the writing on the wall that it's likely the House could flip to Democratic? It's certainly a possibility. I uh, I know people have derided uh, the congressman, and, and uh, I have to admit that, yeah, f- uh, from the Republican Party perspective, he he has left the Republicans in a, a bit of, uh, of difficulty regarding uh, leadership and a very last-minute uh, type of move. He says it was to see his family. I must tell you very frankly that my daughter lives in Janesville, Wisconsin, and uh, I, I believe that, uh, that Ryan is a very family man. I remember October 31st of 2016, and the trick-or-treaters were coming to the door, and there was the Speaker of the House wearing a hockey jersey with a couple of kids, and in the street was the war wagon with the Secret Service people. So he is a family <laughs> man. But having said that, uh, yeah, there's a real possibility, uh, Elizabeth, that, that this could happen. There always was. Every time the White House changes party in the next midterm election, the, the White House party tends to lose seats, and the Republicans don't have any to give. The Senate, of course, uh, a different situation because of the 33 senators that are up. Uh, 25 of those are Democrats, counting the two uh, independents who vote as and caucus with the the Democrats. Only eight Republican seats to be defended. So if the Repu- uh, granted that there's only a one-vote margin currently in the Senate, but, but there are so many Democratic seats to defend that if the Democrats took both houses, then that would be a ma- major epic landslide. But it's not out of the question. The House... Uh, that's 50-50. The Senate, I would say, is probably 70-30 uh, that it will stay Republican. Senator, uh, actually not Senator, uh, Scott Pruitt, head of EPA, uh, is the opposite of what Donald Trump said he would drain the swamp. Are you going to defend some of his cabinet appointees and some of their activities that have come to light? His cabinet has been all over the map. I think he's had <laughs> some good selections, but uh, goodness knows Pruitt and his uh, is uh, uh, well almost like uh, like uh, the, the uh, era of, of uh, King Louis in France. I mean, this, this let them eat cake mentality of Pruitt. No, I mean that was certainly not a good choice. Uh, I, I think his cabinet has had some people who who have, uh, have done okay. Others uh, not so much. And of course, it's particularly troublesome 
for a person who pledged to drain the swamp to have somebody out there who is wallowing in the swamp. Uh, that's a problem, and Pruitt needs to go. Although, interestingly enough, we're told that a lot of people in the White House are suggesting that to the president, but the president remains loyal to, to, to Pruitt. Loyalty is a very big word in Donald Trump's lexicon. It apparently is. Let me, let me ask you a personal question. You were on uh, America in the Morning for years you no longer host it, but you have a, a pretty big presence on that show. Has that been a good move or a bad one for you? Well, I, I, I'll tell you very honestly that uh, at the uh, end of 2015, I uh, moved to South Carolina. I, I'm currently sitting on a lake, about actually on the lake. I'm probably about uh, 40 yards from the lake, and uh, it's a nice place to be. I do my night show uh, from this uh, this house. It was not considered technically feasible to continue hosting America in the Morning, which I did host for uh, 31 years, uh, and I missed it. But I do still have a morning interview, and I do uh, about five-minute interview in that program and a daily feature. So I, it was it was worth it, but I miss it. Yeah. All right, Jim Bohannon, thanks for your time this morning. Elizabeth appreciates it. I appreciate it. And Catherine Dayton, my mother-in-law, certainly appreciates it. Well, my so. best to, uh, to all of you. <laughs> and and uh, seriously, I'm honored to, to be on a station like WDWS. Uh, this, if, you, if you live in that area and you've never listened to another station, you may not know how lucky you are to have a station uh, like News Talk 1400 that really serves the community. But you're a fine, fine radio station. Thank you. Right. We like Thank to think you, Jim. so. Thank you. We appreciate it, Jim. Take care, buddy. All right. We got more coming up on DWS.